previously on Who Killed Avril Lavigne. Something tells me that you're a long way from home, just like me. If I'm right about what I'm feeling, Derek, then I need to warn you. There are forces here at Warped that will change your identity and mold you into something monstrous if you aren't careful about who you trust. Look, Sharon, this isn't what I signed up for. Leave us. Humanity does not deserve this. I've made a terrible mistake. I don't want to hurt anyone else. And whose baby is that? Mine and Avril Lavigne's. Tom! How could you? It's not what you think. It's nothing like what you think. There's so much I need to tell you. What's up, you pencil dick chicken fuckers? We're Blink-182. I'm Tom DeLong, and this is Warp Tour 1999. Guys, right before this, after a lot of practice, Tom finally shit, came, and sneezed at the same time. I call it the evacuator. But now, that's the only way that Tom can... Are you okay, dude? You look a little possessed. Are you floating? Behold, the poser's prophecy. When the outsiders threaten to destroy us all, a chosen punk will rise, born of common man and stained with the mark of obscenity. The punk will deliver the blessed bastard to those that can tame him and lead a band of heroes to the main stage to play the greatest show of all time, to save Avril Lavigne, Warptor, and the planet from total destruction, but only if they can defeat the poser within. Dude, what the hell was that? Are you okay? I don't know. This next song's called Dumpweed! Derek looked at the pink notebook in his hands. The big letters across the top spelled out, Tom DeLong and Avril Lavigne's log of quantum expeditions into the multiverse. Well, are you gonna open it? Just give me a second, Tib. This book had all the answers, but somehow Derek sensed he might not like what he found. The notebook was creased with use, smelling of hot Cheetos and aged sandalwood. Derek peeled back the front cover. The pages were sticky from the trash, but legible. Derek cleared his throat and began to read out the document that would blow up his entire world. <clears throat> July 2nd, 2004. This is the first log of my expeditions into the multiverse, as recorded by me, Tom DeLong. I was tinkering in my lab today, exploring the mysteries of the universe, as I always do, when my instruments went berserk. An explosion of quantum energy had erupted on the main stage. I switched my lab coat for a sleeveless tank and went to take a closer look. We need a medic over here! The Pop-Punk Princess has passed out! When I got to the stage, a panicked hullabaloo engulfed what should have been a joyous headlining set. The young starlet, Avril Lavigne, the future of Warp Tour, had passed out, presumably from the thick June heat. Talk to me, Avril. I cannot have another client die on stage. Where? What did... Oh, my head. I need to lie down. 
Oh, you were just lying down for several minutes in the middle of your set, and now you must finish. I don't feel well, not like myself. No, you must finish. Avril is no quitter, remember, up, 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 now. How's it going, Warthor? As I watched from the wings, I saw this brave young woman pull from a deep inner strength, one that many pop punkers never developed. She was a young girl, forced to live, perform, and promote herself as an adult, and I fell for her. For I, too, grew up very fast on the Warped Tour. After her set, I tried to offer some support. Excuse me, Miss Levine? Oh my god, you're Tom DeLong. You're a legend. I know every song on Dude Ranch by heart. <laughs> I'm a fan of yours, too. That was quite the performance you just went through. Are you okay? I'm fine. God, this is so embarrassing. No! You still put on a great show. I, I just wanted to say, Warp Tour can get tough, believe me. I know that. And if you ever need someone to talk to who's been through it all, I'm around. It's just, it's hard to make friends, you know? Everybody always wants something from you. Everybody wants to open for me or to get a feature on my album or something else. <laughs> Do you mean those older guys hanging around your trailer? <laughs> They're disgusting. And they never stop trying despite how clear I've made it I'm not interested. Too many washed up losers behaving like animals around here. I'm sorry. You deserve better than that, especially because you're the future of this tour. You think so? I know so. I need to get back to my lab, but if you ever need someone to beat up a jerk for you, I'm always around. Thanks, Mr. DeLong. Please, call me Tom. I assumed the spike in quantum energy was an aberration of my instruments. I went back to my studies of temporal manipulation, ready to forget all about Avril Lavigne. Until July 5th, 2004, after Blink-182's special fourth of Poolai show, I received a knock on my lab door. Avril, what are you doing out so late? My manager's very controlling. I hate to sneak out of the bathroom window. Is this okay? Um, well, I wouldn't want anyone to get the wrong idea. Let's just leave the door open. Wow, all this equipment. I didn't know you were... A scientist? Due to my raucous onstage persona, if you do. But in this lab, I investigate the most enduring questions of humanity. Now, what can I do for you? I know I'm supposed to be this big pop-punk princess holding the banner for the genre, but I don't always feel like it. Some days I just want to be somebody else. I get that. This tour is exhausting. You always have to be performing, but, but give it a couple weeks and, and then... You don't understand, Tom. Something's wrong with me. What do you mean? I mean, what happened last week on stage, when I passed out, I was somewhere else. A place that was a lot like our world, but not quite. Huh. Well, you were unconscious for several minutes. It's not unusual to see things. It wasn't a delusion. It was real. When I sing, I really feel the moment and the music and the energy of the audience radiating into me. And I can close my eyes so tight, and when I open them, I'm somewhere else. Where I can live a life like mine, but different. Sometimes I'm just a normal high school senior. And sometimes I'm a dropout or anything in between. But if I told anyone, they would think I'm losing my mind. And if Burgundy finds out... Avril, you're not crazy. But this secret is bigger than you realize. Please, close the door. Look at this chart. When you passed out during your performance last week, I detected massive amounts of quantum energy radiating from the main stage. You see the spike? Sure, but what does it mean? It means a sudden and distinct rupture in space-time. And based on what you just described, I think you made a quantum leap. A quantum leap? The observable universe has boundaries. And outside of those boundaries, scientists predict an infinite number of alternate realities that are very close to our own. 
and yet different. This may be the key to temporal manipulation. For as Avril leaps from timeline to timeline, like a train leaping a track, I seek to stop the train's ever-present march forward, and studying her abilities may just be the secret to unlocking it all. Avril, you've unlocked the multiverse. Come back to my lab tomorrow. There's so much we need to explore. July 12th, today, after a week of failed attempts, Avril finally made an intentional quantum leap in a controlled environment, a remarkable step forward. Concentrate, Avril, focus. I'm trying, it won't work. Maybe you need to simulate the conditions. Here, let me play. <gasps> Avril, Avril, are you okay? Avril, what happened? I... I leaped. You mean leapt. Sorry, I don't mean to be pedantic. Th th this is fantastic. Here, let me take your pulse. What did you see? I was playing Lori in my high school's Canadian adaptation of Oklahoma titled Manitoba. It was beautiful. I'm sure it was, Avril. Now please, look into this flashlight. We need to check your pupil dilation. July 20th. Avril is progressing remarkably, and I'm gaining a deeper understanding of how to control the leap. This past week alone, she has visited a diverse range of alternate realities. I was a prima ballerina in the National Ballet of Canada. My family lived on a homestead in the Ontario tundra, and I carried a rifle and protected the goats from wolves. In this one, I was still the pop-punk princess, but 9-11 never happened. Who stopped it? Was it the TSA? The FBI? No, Mark Wahlberg. July 30th, Avril's skill in quantum leaping steadily increases. Our progress is incredibly exciting. But I grew concerned about Avril. Last night was especially troubling. After three hours away in another dimension, Avril was still passed out, her vitals holding steady, when we were shockingly interrupted. Attention! Have you seen the pop-punk princess? She was recently discovered missing from her bed. I'm sorry, this lab is off limits. <gasps> there she is! What have you done to her? No, it's, it's not what you think. Oh, I think it is exactly that. And this totally tabloid romance will be fantastic for Miss Levin's career. If you haven't killed her, why is she unconscious? We were just, uh, we, we were me meditating and, uh, uh, uh... <laughs> is this what the kids are calling it now? You have five minutes to wake her up or I am calling the police. I frantically tried everything I could to bring her back. Smelling salts, cold water, and a bright light on her pupils. Nothing. As a last resort, I put on some of her music, trying to reach somewhere in her body, and one iconic sound from the recording woke her up. I'm back. <gasps> Mon Dieu, she lives! Excellent. Avril, what happened? Where were you? I wanted to stay for a few weeks. Our blueberry harvest was coming up, so I did. What? Ooh, you kids are into some freaky stuff. Now, if you ever sneak out to do the hanky-panky with Tom DeLong again... I told you, there was nothing romantic between us. I don't care about her. Not like that. <laughs> oh, really? Then what were you two up to? 
We were... I... Avril, tell him. Burgundy, please don't discuss this with anyone. Are you kidding? This is tabloid gold. I'll give it a few weeks to let some paparazzo sneak a shot to announce this tryst, and then I am going to TMZ. Now, Avril, I will accompany you back to your pod. But Tom and I need to- No! You are forbidden from ever being alone with Tom DeLong again. Goodbye, Tom. We had a good run. Yeah. We did. Goodbye, Avril. I thought that would be the end of it. After Avril's extended trip and Burgundy's misinterpretation of our partnership, it had simply become too risky. I resigned myself to studying the data we had procured thus far to further my research. And then, late in the evening, on August 8th, I heard an urgent knock at the door. Avril, what are you doing? Get inside. Were you followed? No, I had to see you. I have to quantum leap again. I need to know what else is out there. We can't stop now. Avril, we may be meddling with things beyond our understanding. We are unlocking the mysteries of the universe. We can't just stop because of fear. Maybe you're right. But I don't understand, Avril. You've grown practice in the art of quantum leaping. You don't need me anymore. I know, but I'm scared. I want you to come with me. Me? But I... It's not possible. You're the only human alive with this interdimensional ability. Unless... What? Well, we live in this dimension. And when you quantum leap, you travel to other dimensions. But there's somewhere in between. The space between dimensions. In my research, I call it the transitive dimensional state, or the almost there. And though I can't produce enough quantum energy to push through the membrane of space-time to burst into another dimension, maybe, just maybe, I can meet you in the almost there. But how will you get to the... Almost there. When you quantum leap, Avril, there's an explosion of cortisol in your brain. Cortisol is the stress hormone, so if I can cause myself enough distress, maybe I can jump as well. There's one thing that will produce enough pain. Avril, on the count of three, I want you to kick me in the gonads. There's nothing weird about this. This is strictly scientific. Uh, okay. One, two... Whoa, this place is beautiful. Isn't it? Avril, this is, this is amazing. The rolling meadows, the frolicking deer, it's paradise. A place where you can be alone. A place where you don't have to be what people expect of you. A place where you can be yourself without judgment. Avril, what are you, why are you getting so close to me? There's plenty of space here. Why do you go stand over by the babbling brook? We're near that family of beavers working on their dam. Tom, we don't have to pretend anymore. It's just us. I, 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 I don't know what you mean. Tom, I know you're afraid of what people will think, but nobody has to know what we do here. This can be our special place, our secret, between you and me. Look, both of our emotions are running high, but our partnership has always been strictly scientific. Tom. I know how you look at me. Think about all that we could achieve. Together. Multi-dimensional explorers headlining a world tour with Avril Lavigne and Blink-182. Avril? No. Think about all the fans. All the merch. Avril, stop. You really don't care about me at all? Of course I care about you, Avril. But not like that. Never like that. Hurt and betrayal. 
crept across Avril's face. And just like that, she disappeared. And then, in an instant, the beautiful meadow became a desert, with winds whipping past my face, stinging my eyes. Avril! Avril! Where are you? I came to in the lab. Avril was next to me on the table, still unconscious, deep in her leap. I did everything in my power to try to bring her back. I tried playing her music. I smashed my sack so many times, it swelled up like a sweet potato. But to no avail. I flew too close to the sun, for the allure was too great. The allure of a world where the Holocaust never happened. JFK still lived, and Mark Wahlberg stopped 9-11. And now, due to my hubris, a burgeoning pop-punk legend might be lost forever. Have I pushed the pop-punk princess to leave our timeline forever? Or worse, have I caused her destruction? Hey, this is Ben Lapidus, songwriter, sound designer, and voice of Derek in Who Killed Avril Lavigne. Thank you so much for listening. This is a completely independent production. We record everything out of the apartment I'm in right now. It's literally just like us and our friends doing this. So if you want to support us, the best thing you can do is rate and review the show or just text it to a friend. This stuff really helps. Or you could stage some sort of Chris Angel-esque uh, death-defying act where you are walking like on a high wire between two buildings and then disappear. And then when you reappear, uh, you, you have a shirt that says, Who Killed Avril Lavigne on it? Episodes of season one come out every Tuesday with bonus episodes coming out every Thursday. Also, be sure to check out Who Killed Avril Lavigne on Spotify where you can listen to the songs from the show. Thanks again for listening. Your support means so much to us. We love you. Enjoy the rest of the episode. 24 hours later, they had searched all over the grounds, the state, and every major waterway in North America. I peered through my blind, sweating bullets as Avril lay limp on the lab table behind me. Officer, I am telling you, she is in that trailer, and if you search it, you will find her. The San Pasquale PD can't enter Mr. DeLong's trailer without a warrant, and there's no evidence to suggest Miss Levine's in there. If I couldn't bring her back, then my work, my career, my life, was over. I thought about the edges of the multiverse, deep in space, where life held limitless possibility, the end of suffering, eternal peace and prosperity. I wasn't ready to let go of all that. And if Avril never returned, then it was all over, forever. So I threw a Hail Mary. I hacked into the Allen Telescope Array, the largest deep space broadcast system known to man. I was going to send this music to every place in the conceivable universe, and maybe, just maybe, Avril might hear it. Uh, what's this signal we're broadcasting? It's going to deep space. I mean, really deep space. I didn't authorize any deep space broadcasts. Maybe it's the Russians. Dial us in. Should we alert the CIA? No. It's just some cross transmissions from a submarine. That sound? That's a dolphin. And then, outside of my lab, on an otherwise sunny day, a storm grew. The wind picked up and the sky turned orange. Avril's eyes opened, her face drenched in sweat. 
She held her arms outstretched in front of her, and as she did, something materialized. Up until this point, no physical material had ever ruptured the membrane separating the multiverse. As the sound settled, a new horrifying sound cut through the haze in my lab. A child cradled in Avril's arms. Oh my god! No! No! You brought back a living flesh and blood being ripped from another dimension and placed in ours! How could you do this? It could have a foreign set of DNA. It could carry interdimensional disease, or it could destroy space-time itself, creating a black hole that consumes us all. Listen, and you will understand. This is terrible. We need to call someone, the military, Richard Branson, or... Uh, Look at him, Tom. He's yours. Ours. What do you mean? He comes from a timeline not too far from ours, where I'm the pop-punk princess, but 10 years older. In that timeline, you and I have a happy marriage, a fruitful, creative partnership, and a child. No, it can't be. I knew in my heart that we could be together. And then I landed in a timeline where we were. Pop Punk's biggest power couple on a perpetual world tour with a newborn son. And from the moment I saw him, I knew I couldn't leave him. So when I heard my music coming from the skies calling me back home, I had to make a decision. I looked into his little blue eyes, so piercing, so angsty, and I decided to bring him back to show you what we can be. But, but how? The dangers, the risks. It's all right, Tom. Hold him, you'll see. He's, he's beautiful. I knew you'd understand, Tom. We're gonna be such a happy family. Avril, no. Bringing him here to a timeline he should never exist we have no idea the consequences. He's... He's an abomination. And what of his parents? Their child has been kidnapped to another dimension. Tom, I am Avril here, and I am Avril there. All are me, and I am none of them. You're stuck thinking one-dimensionally for... This is our son. Here, there, and in any other reality. This is no son of mine. This is a, a metaphysical remnant. A memory you carried with you, and a memory that needs to be destroyed. Tom, no! You will not hurt my son! Open up! I hear her in there! This is not a discussion. I will handle this, and we will never speak of this again. Give me back my child! I should have known. You're just a kid. Unable to comprehend the magnitude of this discovery. Give me our son, or I am leaping right now and never coming back! Avril, you've gotten very worked up, but let's not do anything foolish. Here, you can hold him. My child, my son, I will never lose you. Aha! They are here! I have caught them! <gasps> Baby-handed? Oh, no. A tawdry affair is one thing, but a child is quite another. Children are the death knell for pop-punk stars. This will not do. It will not do at all. Avril, we will make sure this child receives a happy home. And of course, your little affair must come to an end. Yes. You want to put him in an orphanage? An orphanage? Are we in Les Miserables? No. 
We will hire a family in Scarsdale to raise him as our own. That's not possible. He's my son. This is not a discussion. You two have made a mess, and now I must clean it up. Give me the child. Can I... can I just have a little longer with him? Impossible! You have a photo shoot promoting lip smackers with Miss Ashley Simpson in one hour. And remember everything I've given to you, Avril. Every dollar I've allowed you to send back to support your family's struggling ranch in Ontario. Oh! It can all disappear in a heartbeat. Now, for the last time, hand over your child. Goodbye, my son. We'll meet again. I promise. I won't forget about you, I promise. Once Avril had left for her photo shoot, Burgundy agreed with me. As horrible as it was, the child must be destroyed for the sake of the multiverse and for the sake of Burgundy's bank account. We decided August 11th was the night to do it, the final night of Warp Tour 2004. All the other bands were celebrating another successful year, our biggest yet, while I stole to the sea with a child to commit a monstrous act, determined to destroy my shame. I stood on the cliffs above the Southern California waves, my interdimensional spawn in my hands, looking into those eyes, blue as a Siberian sky. And I couldn't do it. Maybe Avril was right. Maybe on some distant shore at the edges of space, I existed just as I exist here. And this was my son, here, there, and forever. I told myself, if he hasn't destroyed space-time yet, perhaps there's no danger. But the truth is, I am weak. I'm a curious academic, not a creator and destroyer of life. I clutched the baby so tight to me, and I vowed I would protect my son from harm despite every reason I shouldn't. I christened the child Tavril, after the great technologist and inventor Tavril Cunningham. Forevermore, Tavril shall live in my care, in secret. As always, science failed to account for matters of the heart. And then, the ship descended, a gargantuan cigar-shaped tube. It hovered a hundred feet above the ground, while three figures materialized in front of me. Three figures who had heard my transmissions to the deepest parts of space, and wanted more. Greetings, young punk. We are ambassadors from another world, 700 million light years away. Intelligent beings from another planet meeting me. First, this is the dream of my life coming true before my very eyes. <laughs> no dream here, you palooka. Unless you got the hots for tentacles. Enough pleasantries. Where is she? I'm sorry, who exactly? The princess. Uh, I, I don't know. If you mean Diana, you're a few years late. Play the recording. Oh, so beautiful. We heard this sullen siren's call across space, and we couldn't resist. We downloaded her discography off LimeWire and immediately set a course for Earth. And now, I must see her. Well, she's not playing till Saturday. But I, I can show you some other bands. I'd love to share the music of Earth as a gesture of goodwill. And perhaps, in turn, you could share some of your advanced technology with me. I want a long friendship between the creatures of Earth and Shredigansia. How heartfelt. Of course. We want the same thing. More or less. 
Shortly after they watched their first show, they became obsessed with all of Warped, but with Avril especially. Maybe too obsessed. And just then I remembered the prophecy that was channeled through me all those years ago at Warp 99. Could they be the outsiders that threatened to destroy us all? I'm concerned their appetite for our music will grow dangerous, and Avril's upset, rightfully so. But her immense power worries me. To whom can I turn? Who will forgive my sins, my hubris, for violating the laws of space and time? I have swam up the river of knowledge to retrieve a most precious artifact and polluted all the waters on my way. If you have found this document due to my death or other indisposition, I can only beg your forgiveness. I only wanted to be a pioneer of progress. My judgment now rests with the Eternal, and I pray my soul be saved when that fateful day comes. As Derek finished reading the final words on the page, he closed the journal and exhaled. Holy shit, dude! Who Killed Avril Lavigne is created by Ben Lapidus and Anderson Cook. Written by Anderson Cook, directed by Duncan Gregory. Original music and sound design by Ben Lapidus. Produced and developed by Supernormal Media. Episode 7 of Who Killed Avril Lavigne features performances from Ali Mesa, Constantine Malahias, Ben Lapidus, Michael Lortz, Jack DeSands, Marissa Trunzo, and Christina Friel. To learn more about the cast and creatives, visit supernormal.fm. Dialogue editor and assistant engineer, Cadence Hira. Script supervisor and line producer, Pierce Livingston. All characters and events in this podcast, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated. If you liked Who Killed Avril Lavigne, give us five stars and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Or don't. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs>